Hey, Melody. Hey, Peter. Sup, Drew. Hey. Welcome to How College Works. We have not died. Uh, the, <laughs> the release schedule would imply that sometime over the summer we all succumbed, or at least I. No, no, no. To that was just the, the reluctant ending of season one. Now we're in season two. That's right. How long does season one last? Season one was like a really long time. <laughs> a few years. Like 70 episodes. Now we've evolved. It's like Raichu. We're just really, you know. I, I'm not a, I'm assuming that's Dragon Ball Z. No, that's poke but that's that's oh Pokemon. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Neither I'm into neither of those. <laughs> um yeah, so it's been a while since anybody has heard us talk. We've actually talked in the meantime, and I've, I, it feels in, not quite right to say I've been slain with work, but rather I've been maybe over overwhelmed with the work that I've had at times. It's, it's difficult to know what to edit in and out and, and post. Even if we, we did a, a half hour or whatever back in October, it didn't feel like the time to really post stuff when there was not a lot of firm things to say, but I think we're in a firmer place now, aren't we? I, I hope so. <laughs> let, let, us, let us assume we're in a firmer place right now. No. So I, was, I wanted to let people know we're back. Uh, not that they're necessarily waiting for a podcast to drop. As you've been waiting for one more hour of random talk. Uh, but, you know, to check it's like, so what has this year been like? Like, is there, are there lessons to be learned here? Or is it just sort of like we're out of the tunnel, <laughs> just keep running as fast as we can? So I will say, like, it has been a super rough year, um, just from the education and instruction. We talked about this over the summer when we were posting some episodes that it's, um, it's just, it's super different, super different. I taught an entire last semester, um, and this semester actually are in-person, uh, socially distanced for me. So I see most of my students face-to-face, but my enrollments are like halved because everybody has to stay six feet away from each other. Mm. There's like just a ton of students. It felt like a ton of students testing positive or possibly exposed and going remote for two weeks or like we're remote the whole time to just minimize their exposure. And that sort of having a foot in both worlds of remote and in person and managing, I mean, managing Zoom's fine, whatever, as long as the tech is not dying on me, like that's okay. Um, no comment. <laughs> No comment. Drew, is, I'm sure you spent like last year just trying to make it work and people finding ways to make it fail for you. <laughs> like I said, no comment, but uh, <laughs> maybe a different episode later, I want to catch up on on doing people in the room and people remote Zoom. Yeah, that's a different. I, I don't think I did that super well. Um, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, what do you do? I don't even know. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Right. I mean, I, I suppose, I mean, we I thought- wanna, I want to go back before we get totally off the rails and end sure. up recording two full hours and splitting it. But you said, what's different after this year? Mm, yeah. I want to hear the answer to that. Like aside from the storytelling, which is compelling to me of, of what I did for the year, but what, how do I think this year implies the next? So I, th- I think- No, Melody, I'm waiting to hear from you, yeah. Oh yeah, so yeah, sorry, I'm talking all the time. White dude in the house. Sorry, Melody, go ahead. Um, well, so I have sort of two perspectives. One is like as a teacher, and the other one's as the writing center director. Um, 
because we weren't offering synchronous online sessions, our system had allowed it, but we just hadn't really, you know, we're kind of like warming up to it, but we were thrown into it. Um, And students are really responding to the online stuff um, in a good way. And so that's never going to go away for the writing center. Um, So that's just a new feature. We're just going to work face to face back in. And I think that that allows for more accessibility um, of our services, which so accessibility is the thing that's kind of been smacking me in the face. Um, in, a, in a, well, I would say it's a good outcome, but it doesn't make you feel good that you've sucked at it for so long. Yeah. Um, and you then I'm Accessibility also, is, as far as, sorry, accessibility meaning equity of access or accessibility meaning, meaning for disabilities and all that? Uh, both, I would say, yeah, because I think there were some people um, who couldn't access like writing center services, right, because they're they're doing extended campus and they're working during our times and when they really wanted certain things and we just, I don't know. So I think it kind of opened up my eyes in some of those regards, like just thinking about like there's more than one kind of student and one kind of way to do things, right? And I knew that, but you know, when you're forced into it, it kind of forces you to make those changes. Um, You know, where I was like, well, I'll just kind of get there. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So that was a thing. And then like, just, um, I think, okay, I'm all about being flexible and understanding. I've had to take that to an extreme in a way that's kind of like somewhat uncomfortable, but I'd like to kind of meet that halfway. Um, and really rethink attendance and late policies. And I'd like to do some office hours on Zoom and you know stuff like that, just to kind of make myself more available. And most of the time, like I just pushed back a due date today because I just got off spring break. I decided I actually needed a break. So I didn't do any grading, but then there's like, there's no need for me to have my students who are stressing out, have grad students who have a bibliography due and they're emailing me and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to grade that. It's supposed to be due tomorrow. And I was like, how about you just turn it into me by Saturday? Because I'm not going to grade it. (laughs) I'm behind and I'm like, it doesn't. And so, and they're all like, oh my gosh, this makes such a difference. And so just kind of thinking about, um, I don't know, also what I can do and what can help them get their stuff done at the same time and kind of being more flexible and stuff about that. I don't know. That's just kind of where I am. Um, And I want to do more online content, like just like linking out to more online resources, I think would be better. Uh, But I I am doing, I'm sorry, what? Just link to Purdue OWL and be finished. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) They have videos. (laughs) Um, But like the Writing Center's website, for example, doesn't link out right now to other services on campus. And so I think mm-hmm. that interconnectivity stuff is going to be really important to be like, hey, do you need some research help, like in terms of finding sources or evaluating sources? You know, you can make an appointment with a librarian. Here's a link, you know, just kind of helping things, helping students navigate mm-hmm. a little better, which was always my goal. But I think this like showed me holes that I didn't know existed before. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. I think you're, you're right on all those fronts where um, it, it highlighted, the last year has highlighted the holes and the, the downfalls and stuff. And uh, my IT director's making fun of me through the window. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And you- accessibility, when I hear accessibility, I, I think of Americans with Disabilities Act, Section 508 for, the, for our websites, 504 for our students, um, et cetera. But, but some of that is a thing too, because I wasn't necessarily thinking about choosing videos that have captioning or making sure that I spoke in a way that my auto captions yep. showed up. Um, and or how fast did Zoom get closed caption on? And how fast did Google get captions running in Google Meet? And how fast mm-hmm. everybody yeah. tripped themselves to get those kind of set up and rolling and brains exploded at suddenly like, oh, I can, this is a tool I can. And I think you're right. Some of this, rightly is not going to go away and it shouldn't we now we have to to skip the full year's worth of of um work over it we have a an online um kind of at home academy that our students can enroll in and i think that's going to stick around it may fluctuate enrollment but um for now it's going to be a decently enrolled uh program for our district and that's great for a public school to be offering that alongside of the private online situations in, in the state, you know? Yeah, I think this last year has just shown us um, that we can actually do a lot of things differently and still get it done. Yeah, yeah. I think there's been a lot of flexibility, a lot of, a lot of change. <clears throat> the stuff which t- is standing out to me right now is the stuff that's happening uh, this semester, the... Uh, number of like exposed or positive students is way, way down the semester from last semester. Everybody's kind of relaxing. And the thing which, which is internally driving me a little nuts, but is not really something that I bring up to the students because I don't have anything in the syllabus about it is students are taking advantage of remote options yeah. uh, for non-COVID reasons. <laughs> you know, um, which they didn't have before. Like we, you, you weren't able to zoom into a class last year, um, From well, two zoom. years ago, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, if you weren't feeling well or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now I have students who- Are they mowing? Yeah, they're mowing. <laughs> nothing okay. I can do about that. <laughs> oh my God, they're right there. We could have done uh, any time. We could have done any time. Did you check the mowing? Didn't you check the mowing schedule? I did. Did you check the car alarm schedule? <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I, uh, students who are you know coming to remoting in for a quiz, right? And so I find myself like scrambling to make because I have them digital, making them digital copies for each student that's not that's remote in and like send them out and. My laptop is just barely handling having Chrome and Zoom open at the same time. And so, like. So are you planning on keeping that? Or are you saying that's something that, like, moving forward, that's a change? So this is something I want to think carefully about in terms of moving forward to next semester where we are planning to be in person. Um, I don't know if we're going to, and with no distance options mm-hmm. for, like, say, COVID reasons. <clears throat> so... I need to think about, I need to think carefully about what the, how well I'm delivering on remote. Because I, I don't, my, my classes aren't really restructured sufficiently to take advantage of that or I think to play to the strengths. So I, I think, I feel like my students that are remote are not getting a fantastic product from me, let's yeah. say. Um, how much of that? product degradation is due to lawnmower-based issue. 
Well, right now, like it's a pretty high percentage. Right now, I say ninety percent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it's mostly it's that it's. Um, I have I have not been structuring it to make them be involved. Right. I am I am maintaining the same sort of asking questions. Please tell me what you know. Tell me what you want to talk about. Put it in the chat. Right. That's the way I start like all my classes. Right. So in that aspect, I think it, it's no different. And if I'm really on top of things, I'll call them by name. You know, you know I haven't heard from you yet, Melody. What do you want to talk about? Um, but then as we get into the class and I'm going through the slides and I'm digressing, students in class are raising hand and asking questions. They're engaged. And the students on Zoom no, don't do that. And I've, I have not structured anything to stop, break in class and move into that. And how do you class manage both sessions? Yeah. So I, I had a grad school class that was like this so many years, 2010, um, and it was a handful in person live on the weekend and some of the people registered were it and it was in a like a a room that had three television cameras and mics and the professor professed and we all had to tap the mic if we had a comment we had to make sure the mic was on so we could get recorded and it was i think it was broadcast live mm -hmm. and i'm not sure if the other students could watch a recording or had to watch live i don't probably both but I mean, I don't know, 30, 40 students in the, in the class, but like six of us live on the session. And there was no way, there was no feedback. This is 2010, there was no Zoom um, to get the online. I don't know how he was getting the online people. It was just content delivery, I suppose. But we had three or four class sessions in the semester of the whole class meeting at, in a, um, at a different time. Right. And I've like, I randomly walked up to some guy and he's like, oh, I know you, you're from, you're from my class. I was like, really? I don't know who you are. Yeah. I saw you on the TV all the time. Like, cause I was in the class on TV. Right. And I can't keep my mouth shut. So <laughs> it's a Highland trait. Yeah, it is. <laughs> We're not, we luckily, and I'm saying this luckily because I'm not super interested in doing that sort of setup that you're talking about, Peter, which is managing people on Zoom while also managing them face-to-face. -face. That is like the least favorite thing. And I've done it mm -hmm. a few times this semester because I am teaching face-to-face -face and I've had, you know, I, I put on the syllabus, if you're sick or quarantining or whatever, and you want to come, I can Zoom you in, but I know it's not super great. And it's only just one or two of them at a time. And in the right. fall, we've been told that we are not... Like if your class is listed as face-to-face, -face, then that's what it is. And you're not expected to do those kinds of things. You know, they're like saying, oh, we're fully back to the in-person experience. We'll yeah, see. us um, as well. And so I, thankfully I'm, I'm ditching. I'm not even thinking about that. Um, but if, if a singular student is like, hey, I broke my leg and I'm really having a hard time on my crutches, but I don't want to miss. I will zoom them in for sure, but mm -hmm. I don't want to like make that like a policy mm -hmm. that would, because I know what's going to happen. They're all going to be on zoom and I'm going to be in the room by myself. Right. I had two students in class today for a quiz in one class. Yeah. They're like nine students in the class. So is it, it's more than 20%, but still it was all like, where is everybody? And then most of them showed up on zoom. I was like, well, okay. Okay. I'm fine. <laughs> you know, I wasn't online. Like, 
Yeah. But yeah, as part of, I mean, just straight up honest about next semester and what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to not having to manage yes. Zoom. <laughs> because I don't, I mean, I don't think I'm as burned out on Zoom as, as some people are because almost all my Zoom has an in-person component to it. So I'm not so much just in front of a screen. I'm in front of a screen that's in front of people, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's not nearly as draining for me to do that, but still that, that trying to do both at the same time. And basically I'm dropping the Zoom students. I feel like, I feel like I'm not serving them very well. Um, and we saw that when, in our first year writing seminar class as well. We, we all of us had um, remote and in-person components. You know, we were doing a thing where like on Monday, half the class would come in and then on Wednesday, the other half of the class would come in. On Friday, we would do like an optional sort of catch up so that we were getting enough people in person per week to count as in-person. Um, but we got the end of that semester, we're all exhausted and we're like, yeah, if we have to do this again, it's just gonna be one remote section or two remote sections. Having to try to manage the needs of a remote section with the needs of an in-person section. Like, if you don't know what that involves, it seems like, well, why it's the same thing, right? It's like, but it's not, it's not okay. at all. <laughs> well, and I mean, I'm not trying to like drag my administration or any of that stuff. Um, I don't feel like they, did enough to kind of help us transition or to continue professionally developing in those regards. It was like how to make a video. And I'm like, cool, I know how to do that. I know how to upload it. But what I want to know are like the pedagogical aspects of online teaching and learning. And I still don't know that. Yeah. That's a much tougher question. And you it's need so to find experts. We just finished a meeting before this meeting about that. We're talking, we've been talking about training our staff since um since june last year um and we have done trainings at two big ones in uh, almost a week of training in in august we did some in um two big long days in february we did some in march just now and then what our meeting here was planning for april for exactly that the pedagogy of it not not so much the how to run a video how to record your screen how to <laughs> get working but how, but how do i make decision making when i'm lesson planning <clears throat> we don't we don't have that yeah, we I mean, don't either. and i know it's like a short turnaround and they're putting out fires left and right, right. um but so but so is k12 yeah and we're still doing those how-to things and i'm like that's not what i need yeah. now i know that there were some people who that's definitely needed it <laughs> right right yeah. well i, I think I think there's one of those was it Aesop's fables where the guy is under the street lamp or, or and looking for is like a watch and somebody oh I'll help you like, oh it's not here this guy's like yeah it's over there I lost it over there yeah yeah why are you looking over here well here's what the light is <laughs> right. yeah. you know we do the things which are easy to do right and certainly one of the differences I, that I've noticed with with you uh, Drew is like with K twelve. Mm -hmm. that sort of professional development and the continuing education and that staying abreast with not your field, but with the field of education is baked in, mm -hmm. right? And that aspect of staying abreast in educational practices and that sort of thing, that is not baked mm -hmm. in to, that is not what's baked into college. Even really good 
uh, education focused, teaching centered, student centered uh, institutions. Um, that's that's not who we as faculty are yeah. and administration have gotten used to reasonably so just sort of like hey we want you to do a thing go do your thing Here, here's what i have on that so in january when we were planning for february trainings i in fact maybe it was december i asked my boss who was funding everything like hey i want to do some hours of uh, professional development that's like a reflection session but like a quality reflection session. There's so many sessions I've been in, in just credential training where it, it was labeled as, as reflection, but really it was fill out the paperwork. Right. Paperwork got in like the, the mandatory paperwork form filling got in the way of the actual reflection that, that was very valuable of talking with my master teacher, talking with my um, co co-teachers talking with my colleagues about how does this lesson work? Why did that lesson fail? What aspect was, was the hang up? Um, it's not the students. It's, you know, it's how I think about planning and anticipating. And those are very valuable times. So I said, how about a session on that? I just want an hour of unstructured, not, not totally unstructured, not like stitch and bitch, but a session of like, maybe we get three or four guided, guided, questions, mm -hmm. guiding questions, essential questions. And we front load our staff to say, if you're coming to the session, bring your best thing that worked like a charm, bring it. And we're going to share it out. You're going to share yours. I'm going to share mine and we'll see. Uh, and then we'll also ask what's the challenges that we've had over the year and somebody else will have a, a solution for you. And we'll, we'll share. And it got the best feedback. Uh, like truly the people were saying, this is the best professional development hour I've had in 10 years of teaching. And can we do more of this? So, but that's exactly the idea is that that stuff you're asking for that pedagogy, that decision-making on lesson prep for, for either for hybrid or for all virtual or for all in-person, whatever, it, you know, you can grab that from your colleagues and your coworkers if it's allowed. Well, I would, we were able to get that approved to get time sheeted and paid. So that was a professional hour paid at professional rate. And there wasn't a mandate for form fillings and just paperwork. It, it was just us discussing what's working in seventh grade, what's working in, in, in math class in, in algebra, you know? Yeah. I mean, part of it is, I, I mean, I, I'm thinking about what that would look like my institution and my previous institutions and institutions that I've worked at as a postdoc or as a graduate student, and I'm not sure how effective they would be. Partly because like faculty are herding cats, right? And, and I would be worried that like, you know, Melody would be up there and she'd just start talking about what she's doing and never let anybody get a word in edgewise, right? No, it's, a, well, and I think at your level, maybe it's more of a uh, like a department or, or topical or subject matter conference that you would go to to rub elbows with your with your colleagues team and colleagues versus you know our math department at the high school is 10 teachers our English department is 10 12 teachers whatever um, so we have the availability of saying or let's break it out into just the first grade well that's 30 teachers in my district yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Second grade. And but at different schools, different campuses, different population. But yeah. they can all talk about the second grade curriculum, the third grade curriculum and see. Yeah. I, I think done right it would be amazing. I think the the my guess would be that the for most institutions, the trust that the faculty would have that it would be handled well mm -hmm. would be 
middling to low because yeah. we don't tend to run those sorts of things. So I'm not sure that yeah. there'd be a lot of skill. I mean, you do this sort of thing, you do it obviously very well. Um, I could try to do this, I, I, uh, but I'm not, again, I'm not sure how many people show up. I'm not sure how well I would do with it. <laughs> you know, I would love to have it though, right? And, and like, as Melody says, it's like have, having to do it is probably the best uh, sort of uh, solution to this is becoming better because I, you, you have to do it. So mm. if we had something like this and then someone was forced to actually try, then it would probably be fine. But since people are so much volunteer, right? You know, it'll happen if Melody's interested in it, then Melody gets herself volunteered and mm. then, then she's got to do it. And I can tell from Melody's face how engaged she is with having to do this. I don't know. So some of the stuff that you're talking about, Drew, I think happens in hallway chats or visits to my colleagues' offices, which is not happening right now. Right. That's true. Oh, right. And so, so some of this, I think, would have maybe naturally kind of worked itself out if we've all had to shift, but we were able to work in our space and be around our people. But we're not like. I go in and I go in four or five days a week because I'm the writing center director. And I, even though we're not doing face-to-face -face sessions, I do have desk assistants keeping the center open so that people know that it exists and that we're doing stuff. And so I feel the obligation to be there. I have some colleagues who I have not even seen in person since last March. And I have some colleagues who I saw last semester, but not this semester, or I see one day a week when they're on campus mm -hmm. and we don't have the time or what. And it's also like, oh, you want to fit in my tiny office with our masks and our distancing and talk about this stuff. Uh, and I'm, I'm missing that component too. So it's the training plus the interaction with colleagues to kind of do that reflexive practice stuff yeah. to be like, okay, so I did this and it didn't work. Um, you know, what are you doing? And we don't even have that. And I think that's made it one really isolating, but two also even more difficult than it would have been if we had just decided to do stuff online for fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's the, I, yeah, I'm just trying to think of like, why do I, why is it when I hear what you're saying, Drew, and it sounds awesome. Why, why is my default? Like that won't happen here. And it's not because the people here aren't don't need it, wouldn't be interested yeah. in it. Well, it's you like, know. like the 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 topic of our podcast for the last three years or whatever is like <laughs> your institution is the relationship between the college, mm -hmm. right, right, capitals, <laughs> and and the faculty versus capitals. the relationship between the districts, right, and the teachers mm -hmm. is totally different at our institution yeah. like we you know if if we were offering if the district was offering no trainings um i'm not sure what would happen yeah i, th I think it would be a little bit chaotic there but it, certainly if when the faculty when the administration has when the mis whenever the administration requires something of the faculty right about 50 percent of the faculty are just offended right <laughs> Right. You can't, you can't tell me to do that. Right. You know, a workshop. I don't hear the food's going to be, you know, and yeah. the other half are sort of don't care to engage. And that's, what right. has been, that's what has been really, really, I don't know how the funding has worked for your school sites. It's probably not as bueno as 
in K-12, the, the money has been released in some ways. It was money that we already had that was tied up and has been untied for us. It's our money already. It's not like mm. we got new money, but <laughs> the next round is, is new federal dollars that's being released. And that has allowed us to pay and um, hours for professional development, for professional time. And it also has allowed us to, it's only volunteer only, like our first training in August got 500 out of 700 teachers. The one we did in February was about 130. You know, we're middle of the year. I wasn't expecting 500, but, um, but it's just volunteer, it's volunteer, but it's not volunteer because they're getting paid. But, volunteer because they're interested and engaged. Yes. It's, it's self-selection. Right. It's not, it's not a mandate, you know, how do you know, how, what kind of percentage of your budget that released money kind of represents? That, that was a tiny, that was the smallest amount that we spent on anything. Okay. Because I, I just think like, I, I'm in a small institution, right? But 50% yeah. of our operating budget comes from tuition, Yeah. right? And another good chunk comes from the endowment and other things which are not federal in nature. Yeah. Um, I don't I know the percentage that's federal, but I'm guessing it's decently small. Yeah, I bet. I, so I hesitate to put dollar amounts on it, just, but at the same time, I know what they are, but uh, <laughs> our, our teacher contract pays us um, for those type of professional development hours that if you went to a session for an hour, you could timesheet it for $40 for the hour. That's, and I don't know if that's a gross or if that's after tax or whatever, but so if you think 120, 130 teachers for a couple, each of them got two hours each kind of, uh, or actually February, what did we do? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You probably, if you had gone to every session, you could have gotten eight hours. Full day of pay. Yeah, baby. But no, not even that, because if we were actually getting paid for the day, it would be a, a different amount. <laughs> um, it's, because the professional development hours are also contracted separately, but anyway, uh, or negotiated. Right. But it, anyway, yeah. So they, they get paid for it. But it's but that's even that big chunk. If you, you multiply that number out, it's a giant number. It's tiny compared to the amount of that released COVID money that was spent on brand new laptops and this uh, digital app and uh, microphones for into the classroom and all yeah. just all of the equipment that we purchased with that. Yeah, I would I would imagine that if we got COVID money, it probably went towards. The camera which I'm talking to you on, and the stand that it is on, and the USB cable that it that it connects with, like, because one showed up in every single classroom, and we didn't have them in every single classroom, and now we have to have them in every single classroom. So, I have no idea how much money we got, or where it went, or what it's been spent on, or what it will be spent on. No, no clue, no communication about that. I mean, maybe okay. I'll be fair. I don't read line for line every email that comes out of the provost or president's I office. I knew yeah. it. You're one of those. I knew it. I mean, come I on. I'm not going to be reading the details of the president council minutes and summer. Yeah, I don't read the, the like the board of trustees minutes or whatever. I kind of count on you know the dean or the chair to be like, okay, here are the big takeaways mm -hmm. that are going to affect us. I do know that we thought we were going to end the year in a deficit and we're not going to. So that is like huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. And um, that's the, that's the thing about those budgetary things. And, and is that we didn't think in July, in June, we had, we had $0. We were negative 8%, negative 20%. Some of the, 
some of the estimates were. And then suddenly July one, it was a like, spend that money. And you had to be right there at that table. I was on vacation and they went out and purchased whoever was at the, it was all the principals uh, got together and decided, what are we going to do for English language arts? Let's buy this app. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. And, you know, hey, uh, I've got 35 teachers. I need brand new laptops. Go, 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 go. So you kind of had to be there when the money was getting spent out um, to, in order to have any input on it. Hmm. But I, so <clears throat> budget cuts have been a thing that's happened across. I mean, we we're breaking even, but not because people aren't like stretching it really thin, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because enrollment was down. We are obviously a tuition-driven institution. Um, the writing center's budget is so teeny tiny that it got, it, I don't think it got even like remotely on anybody's radar. So like <laughs> tutorial services has a much larger budget and they were cut by 20%, which was That's huge. huge. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's not the time to be cutting services for students like that. But it was just that everybody that in that department that she's in or whatever, everybody got a 20% cut, you know, just across the yeah, board. That, yeah. But that equity, I mean, I know that's equitable, but it's not fair or just, <laughs> right? There are, there are places which can are fatter and there's places that are leaner. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's hard to talk about money because when you just even just now me getting exorbitant over the top about like spend the money like that's not really what it was like. In some sense, that's always how it feels in K-12 education when we have a budget to spend. It's like, wow, Christmas, because how long ago was it the last time we got any any funding was when right. we passed a bond measure in our in our community and we're able right. to. Well, and those laptops and stuff are like so necessary for the day-to-day -day work of those teachers and they should have been purchased years ago, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> and so now it's like, again, necessity. And so in terms of some positive takeaways, I'm trying to stop being so negative. Uh, we do have cameras in every classroom now at Peter's institution. Your teachers, I mean, those laptops will probably have to last in the next nine and a half years, but they have... <laughs> <laughs> but again like it forced us into kind of filling those gaps and some of those technology gaps were great you know? huge huge yeah and it forced people who were recalcitrant about such things yeah. to have to do that they don't have optical drives so some of the teachers want to keep their old equipment because it's got a cd drive i'm like what's a cd is that Nobody like a that. coaster is that like a you put in the microwave and it sparks. That's what the Why do they? Okay. I mean, whatever. We're all our own thing. Why do you need that? I mean, they're not even a CD anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I have nothing positive to say. Because so they, they have some really sweet videos that were transferred from beta to CD back in 92. Well, now they can transfer those CD to YouTube and it'll be all great. That's true. You'll yeah, it's forcing, forcing that this change, this push into these different tools, I think was really good right but it is painful yeah right very and you know and we're not it's the swiftness of the change that has made it very painful right well but i think it's i think for a lot of these things there's a lot of institutional inertia and that a slow changes <clears throat> effectively mean no changes if you're like oh yeah we'll do it piece by piece by piece oh man we're just gonna get bogged down and argue about which piece next and how how much of this piece right and so we've had to force feed a bunch of people how to operate with remote technology. Uh, and as much as I feel like I'm not awesome at it, that is, I think, 
more of a uh, structural aspect as opposed to a sort of skills on the uh, on on Zoom, right? I can use Zoom. I can do all this stuff. You know, I just haven't designed my classes in a way to utilize them or to engage students that are on Zoom well. But having a bunch of people able to use Zoom now is really good whether we've done that next step or not but if we're all like yeah well we'll we'll make it an option this was so hard because and i'm hearing you talk about a bunch of people skilled up on zoom and, and that's true and yet they have zoom skills the way somebody has car skills without being a car mechanic i can drive it i can park it once it breaks i'm done i can't do it right well or yeah students have skills with microsoft word Right. So right. Like, we're, you know, you and I have been doing this type of video call for several years and on Hangouts, on Zoom, on WebEx, on Citrix, go to meeting on all the different tools. I've, I've been on every tool between you, these, this podcast and like my sales calls that I have to, you know, do in, in my job. I've been on every platform. So Zoom was not new to me. There was definitely stuff for me to learn, quite a bit for me to learn as a, like I'm the admin for the district on, on Zoom, getting everybody else geared up. But it's, um, nobody else had really had that level. And then I, we get to like March, I've still got two or three teachers who were like, I need my account set up. Like, what have you been doing for 12 months? Like what, what happened there? We had teachers on day two of closure that were already on Zoom and that were already on Google Hangouts that were already on Facebook Live with their class. And they were mm -hmm. figuring out, get the link out to my kids, Google Classroom, get the link out, click it, everybody connect and get going. And then we got teachers who yeah. just can't handle, they're nobody skilled up on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, there's always that, right? I mean, there's always people like, I'm going to write on a chalkboard. You can't get, make me use a whiteboard. I'm not going to use a video. Like you're going to print out every single paper because I need to feel it in my hands and write on it with a red pen. I'm worried about the children's ability to write in cursive because <laughs> it's failing. And, and Very important. Failing. Yeah. Well, and hey, on that note, my copy costs are way down. I mean, yes. because <laughs> I would I, I would print off assignment sheets like the one thing and I'm like we get out your highlighters we're going over some stuff you know <laughs> kind of thing but you know of course that now I'm doing these videos to kind of walk them through the assignment and I think that's what I'm going to do I'm going to do it in class but I'm going to say hey I've also walked you through the assignment on this video and so if you're like what did she say you can go back and watch that's the video. a good idea I want to try that melody my assignments, like my writing assignments for my 101s, uh, are a little slightly nebulous. So we need to like work it out. Costs are way down too. I don't have any more. The Is what? that true? <laughs> my clay tablet costs. My oh. <laughs> yeah. way down. I mean, you, you got to source that local clay, Drew. You don't want to ship that clay in. Okay. I have to say one more thing that's been really positive, and this may this relates to me as a professional, but maybe not directly to my students, although I'm sure there are opportunities for students, is that there have been so many things that I've shifted online, like conferences, or they like now like, oh, we're gonna do a keynote speaker, or oh, so and so is gonna do this. And I'm like getting access to people that I never had access to before. Yeah. And I'm like, this is amazing. I cannot believe yeah. that this community college set up, you know, Ibram X Kendi Kendi's like 
stuff about anti-racism. I'm going to go talk about, oh my gosh, you know? And so that's been really cool. And I am a part of a regional Rocky Mountain or the regional Rocky Mountain Writing Centers Association. And we just did the TutorCon, which is for tutors. And it was completely online. We were debriefing about it. And we're like, you know, all of my tutors were able to go because we didn't have to drive them. We didn't have to do hotels. We didn't have to do this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So expensive. we're, We're really thinking about how to embrace some of those things Now we might not want to make it fully online permanently, but maybe having an online component so that those people who don't have the budget to travel can participate or whatever. Yeah, you're right. We did a, yeah, uh, there's a conference in, in supposed to have been in June and got pushed back, but it was originally it's $700 to go plus airfare plus hotel Mm -hmm. and for several days, three, four days. You're like, well, $2,000, Yeah, so it was like, and cancel. And I was like, oh, that sucked, whatever. And they rescheduled for November or something. And it was like $250 virtually. Right? And you get yeah. access to the recordings for like six months. Yeah. 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 It's money. Why haven't we been doing this forever? I know. Well, because I know. conference centers, man. Like, <clears throat> it's, it's a money-making business to come into the conference center. Yeah, it really is. And actually some sad downside to some of that is that some of those conferences that got canceled, some of the organizations that I'm a part of may go bankrupt because Mm -hmm. they broke contracts and they can't guarantee that they'll get enough people there in person this fall to meet the minimum numbers. And so we're talking about like, you know, one of them is a bigger organization and can take it like an $80,000 loss. But another one is a really small organization and their loss is probably going to mean the end of that group. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, that's, we have to rebuild them better and stronger. That's right. I mean, so there's a lot of stuff. Um, I just, I feel like I've gotten a lot of opportunities. I've tried to participate in these things. One, because I'm freaking lonely (laughs) and I miss human interaction and stuff like that. Um, uh, I think for Drew and I, we we're home with the kids on the road schooling. Some of us were like, we need less human interaction. Yeah. You need adult interaction, and there's a diff. There is a diff. You're right. You're right. I do like nine year olds, but I mean, my <laughs> I like my nine year old. That's it. Most of the time. I've, I've been on with you. Yeah. When? I hate you. <laughs> Another thing, I have really felt a lot of just like sympathy for my colleagues who have like their kids are at home and you know they have like a preschooler and like a first grader and they have to manage them and they're still like how are you doing any of this i don't know because like i have one child and one child for one class remote is um i I can do some stuff but i'm like one third as efficient yeah right yeah Um, i think that's the other takeaway from the whole year is like some of the things we've been able to really streamline and some things are like oh that now takes four days yes my prep time takes a lot more whenever i have to like those videos oh yeah i'll just walk you through this it's it takes time (laughs) to record the video and i don't even edit i just kind of like listen i'm just going for it y'all have to deal Uh, even just the like okay now i have to download this or upload this and then move it to this platform and link it here and link it here and embed it there you know that's an extra like 45 minutes yeah after you've done the thing diversify your workflow (laughs) i need training i'll give you some training i I know (laughs) 
I, we did last semester, we did one of the assignments for first year writing seminar was a podcast episode that yeah. they made for themselves, which was really interesting. And some students did just really phenomenal with it. Um, and actually getting posted. Um, hmm. Some of the really good ones are, are getting posted. Um, but I'd like, I'm talking to them about how we envision this. <clears throat> and part of me is, is just kind of like, closing one eye and not paying attention because we're like, you know, write out a transcript and read the transcript and, you know, and then go in and like re revise your transcript. If you, if you go off the transcript and I'm, I'm like, yeah, just what you're going to do because <laughs> there's no way we transcript this podcast. To show how we do this podcast. It's not That's just. A, yeah. I tried to do some transcript stuff and I was like, father. Oh yeah. It is so much work. So sorry, students listening to this. Like I did make you do that, but it was one 10 minute podcast. Okay. This is yeah. a 45 minute. And I've done yeah. literally well, 80 it was of them. based on a writing assignment. Right. So they right. mostly had the transcripts. So there's that. Here's what like, I, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just not going to, and that's another thing at first I was really worried about like, okay, I need to like get, you know, and I'm like, forget it. It's what I'm like the parent who's on like the third kid. Who's like, eat the dirt. I don't care. Um, <laughs> this helps the immune system. Yeah. I don't know. I've kind of given up. I'm not that I've given up, but I've just let go of some of that stuff. Um, yeah. When I started putting videos together, when I got this position, I put, I was like 90 seconds, two minutes is too long, 90 seconds tops. And, and I just recorded them ad hoc. And if they worked, they worked. And if they didn't, I tossed it. Yeah. And I did like, I, at one point I did like two hours of recording and I got three months worth of 90 second videos out of it. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds at least amazing. like two a week. That's efficient. I guess my videos are too long, which is another thing I'd like to like focus on is like really watching the timer and like being like, okay, this is like a quick overview. I'm not joking. Um, kind of go through it, but it seems like everything I do is like five minutes, no matter what. Yeah. And I think for, for maybe for college, it's a little easier to do that. I think for younger students, yeah, they, they all stopped watching after 90 seconds. So mm -hmm. whatever, you know, I love it. Like screencastify used to have a 10 minute limit. And I was like, man, if you're people, if, if anybody's still watching at minute 10, they're lying to you. That's not for real. Like, <laughs> they, you need to cut off at five minutes, but Hey, I want to say, um, so this podcast has had me thinking about like, I'm, I've been talking about in this last meeting, one of my ideas for professional development for the teachers is getting a little group together, a small group, having a little conversation, 30 minutes or 45 as a podcast and recording it, maybe a video, but as a kind of a podcast style of conversation with the teachers and using that because I can't guarantee when my staff can get to the meeting, but mm -hmm. the conversation topic is valuable and just bouncing the ideas off of people. So that to me is, has been kind of eye-opening. Now people are really turned, everybody's turned on to the idea of using recordings, using audio, using video when it's necessary. Um, you know, for season, I don't want to jump ahead, but you know, for season, for season two, since we're on season two now, right, right. <laughs> is it time to hype those, to hype some ideas we may have coming up? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're okay. we're heading into the heading to the end here. So now is the time to like coming up this season. Coming up this teaser. Teaser. Yeah. Tease me, Drew. Okay, so <laughs> I've spoken with my people over the last year and school psychologist. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now I think it sounds to me I, well, I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to presage it too much. I I think he has a lot of ideas for us about college. 
which is going to be exciting. And also uh, one of the teachers that I worked with, um, she does a program for first in the family to go to college uh-huh. called AVID. And it's focused on yeah. that uh, study skills and, and, you know, did you take notes? How do you take notes? What do you do with those notes? Um, and scholarship and applying and timelines and all those kind of good student skills. Um, and elementary school principal also I've spoken with. So that's coming up and she runs her school with, uh, she handed me a book. Now I need to go find the title um, that she gives to all of her staff that is No Excuses University something like that. Hmm. I've misquoted the title. Anyway, it's um, focusing even in elementary school on university, on universities, what happens after high school, and therefore, what do we do with that in third grade? What do we do with it in sixth grade? How do we approach students um, in elementary with college as an endpoint? I I am cautiously optimistic. Yeah, some super rock. I've got a fourth person who I want. I need to reach out to him too because he's already been on a bunch of podcasts. He's an absolute rock star. I need to. We need to get him um, talking with us about uh, another elementary principal, but he's an absolute rock star. Everything he okay. has. So we love it. So is his first name Bono? Is that also his last name? No. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, y'all, that was a great check-in. I mean, lots of stuff to, to talk about, lots of stuff to sort of go over. <laughs> and I've, I've made zero plans for uh, any future podcast. I'm just going to be totally like open about that. <laughs> no, that's okay. Like while Drew did his like physical and mental and emotional dying over the summer and is now rejuvenated, rising like a phoenix yeah. from the ashes, while you and I, Melody, are still smoldering. Oh. Yeah. No, that was going on. Just ask my coworkers. I, my my year was it was like seven years long. Yeah, yeah. So, I got that feeling from you. I mean, I don't know. I I really I have a couple of friends in K through twelve, and I don't know how they're doing it. Even if they, I mean, and they all have kids. It seems like too. Um, and then I'm sure you've seen, but like, I guess they did like a survey of like Colorado K through 12 and something like 60% of people are like, I want out. Yeah, like they I wouldn't be surprised. I like, um, it's difficult to come up with something positive to say about it. Yeah. yeah. And then I, then I saw a Forbes piece that said that basically more than half of higher ed people are also considering early retirement or a career change. Um, because it's been a rough, you know, been- but at the same time, it, I mean, it has been, a, this is obviously the worst awfulest year as far as challenge and stress in the job. But at the same time, I have been looking at what am I going to do next since my first year saying like, when we started teaching, I said, I can't do 30 years of this. This is like, oh. challenging. and of course I'm, I'm in year 17 now. So well, might as well just finish it up. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I uh, so I got my first vaccine this last weekend. I'm super excited! Yay! Yay! Um, so that really, I think, also helps like my general sort of mood and outlook because it felt like even though there was light at the end of the tunnel, that tunnel seemed really effing long until like Saturday. Oh no! I tell you what, when I scheduled my first vaccine, um, I nearly cried. 
I know. I was so excited. I didn't think I'm looking forward to scheduling my first vaccine. That would be nice. Yeah. Like, I didn't think it would be a relief. I didn't think it would be that impactful, but I just like, I clicked submit on the Eventbrite. (laughs) (laughs) But I was at the thing and I was telling the nurse, I'm like, I'm so excited. And she's like, oh, yay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, And I really am. And, um, you know, like I just miss like some like like the writing center stuff has been especially difficult for me because that's kind of where I get sort of a lot of my energy and my feel goods and my people haven't been there because mm-hmm. we can't work face to face safely. And so it's been sad to see the whole center empty, but it's also been just sad not to walk down there and chit chat with people or see how mm-hmm. people are doing. All of that's gone. That community hasn't happened and I've tried to do some other things to make it work, but it doesn't replace it. And all my people came back and now I have to go hide to be quiet. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure come September, I'll be like, I hate these efforts. (laughs) (laughs) But right right now, of course, I, I miss, I miss them and I miss that stuff. And it's just been a really long time. And that was sort of like the balance to some of the rough teaching stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like there's been a lot of rough teaching stuff with not a lot of feel good stuff. And that's also been really hard for me. Yeah. Mm. I mean, the only way out is through. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Melody. That's not helpful, is it? That's not. <laughs> well, on that positive note, <laughs> it's time for us to end this episode. Thank you two for coming in and, uh, or on, I guess, <laughs> chatting with me for the first time in like forever. Um, so it sounds like we have some great plans. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this semester and see what we can do. Um, if you would like to send me a question or tell us things to talk about, you can reach me I'm on Twitter. I'm at Dr. Highland, D-O-C-T-O-R-H-Y-L-A-N-D, or shoot me an email, peter.o.highland, H-Y-L-A-N-D, at gmail.com. All right, everybody. Have a good week. Right. Bye. 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 Have a nice short episode. 58 minutes.